Have you ever thought about exploring the scriptures with a perspective centered on the kingdom, the kingdom Jesus bore upon his shoulders with all authority? Please follow along with an open heart, mind, and Bible as we rediscover the words of the scripture through the context of the time it was written. Welcome, I'm your host, Glenn Cruz, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, and I'm so honored to welcome you to the very first episode of the Kingdom Citizen Podcast. To kick off this show, I want to share a glimpse of my own journey, and by the end of this episode, you'll know the schedule, the format, and why God assigned me to represent the kingdom of heaven with this podcast. We're all on a mission here on this earthly system, and it's my time to be a catalyst to promote the good news. And I'm curious, I asked a question to you, the listener, what is the good news? What have you been taught exactly what the good news is? Could you explain that to someone? You leave that in the comments. I would just, I would be curious to know. Well, I just want to give you some uh, information about myself so that you can learn a little bit more about me and and why I'm here. Well, I was born and raised in Wichita Falls, Texas, where I developed lifelong friendships and cherished my small town upbringing. You know, but I'll spare you the extra details for now, but I'm just going to keep the focus on the journey and connection with this podcast. But I was I was a drug baby to church. And I actually loved it. I had grandfathers and both sides of the family and I had a grandmother. Her name was Grandma Bay, who was a pastor and started churches. And one church is still active today that I know of in Lawton, Oklahoma. I remember first accepting Christ as my Lord and Savior and And I was also baptized at Vacation Bible School when I was in the sixth grade, under whom became my pastor at Eastside Baptist Church in Wichita, Reverend Williams. After that, our family began to become members of the church and we were a part of the choir. And, you know, we did youth groups on Wednesdays and went to church on Sundays. It was pretty much a consistent routine until I graduated high school. And once I got to college, things somewhat changed. You know, I didn't forget about God or my upbringing. I just didn't take him into the spaces with me. But I always found time to attend church service on the college campus that I attended. This was actually at Prairie View A&M University at that time. Well, it took me on life, actually took me on a bunch of twists and turns between the ages of 21 and 27 Uh, I don't remember much about you know doing much with God or for God during that time period of my life but you know God put on my heart to join the military at 27 where I began to reconnect back with God and started attending church again and I learned how to speak 
in uh, my spiritual language tongues in 1999 i was always on a quest for a deeper connection with god and after listening to worship music and watching various tv sermons you know deep down i knew the seeds of faith had been sown in my my life since childhood but i lacked the understanding of how to truly apply them well in 2006 my life actually took a significant turn when my sister and my brother-in-law invited me to my son to church at Word of True Family Church. And this was the turning point of my life. And this is the place where I learned about faith, about how to embrace it in a new way and, and live according to God's systems rather than the world. I dove head first into service at the church. You know, I took roles of setting up and breaking down as a leader over men and working with fellow volunteers to create a sacred space within a school where we met with God. And uh, I did that for like eight years, you know, volunteered and did, I just immersed myself uh, at the church and so did my wife. And then something extraordinary happened um, during that time at, 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 that, at the church. This was uh, me and my brother-in-law actually owned a mobile detail service that, you know, we both worked at and gave money towards. And, you know, I actually had quit my job after we started this business. And uh, my brother-in-law at that time, he actually kept his job. So I had just bought a brand new home and. Uh, I, I did have a job that I put in 401k money too. So I actually, you know, when I quit my job, I started utilizing that money thinking that, you know, we were going to make enough income to where I wouldn't have to use that money anymore. But I actually blew through like $26,000 in less than a year uh, to pay, you know, I was paying my rent and me and my son was actually just living off of that money. You know, the job that, the detail service that we had was was doing okay i mean it was enough to you know pay certain things you know we actually had a building a location so we was able to pay rent and the lights and all that stuff but you know after going to church one sunday uh this is the first time i actually heard from god and uh what god said to me at that time he was like why are you serving another man's vision when he won't work it for himself? And that, that bothered me. I was like, man, where did that, that come from? Because I, I, I never thought that way before. But it brought so much clarity to me that I, I ended up having to tell him just like I heard it. And uh, at the time, he he understood. My brother-in-law did. Uh, he never said anything to me about it. But, you know, at that time, we dissolved the business and uh, I returned back to the workforce. And I remember one night picking up a newspaper in 2007 and I felt like the Holy Spirit was asking me to pursue a job in car sales. And I was just like, what? You know, but even though, uh, you know, for those who know, who know me, no, I'm not a charismatic person at all. So, 
you know i consulted with uh my pastor at that time and and uh, I, I was seeking out his wisdom and he responded he's like man this this will help you get out of your shell you know and i think this would be good for you and he said you know what you're going to meet your wife there and as it turns out i went to uh the mitsubishi car sales store to get a job application and the person who handed me my application eventually became my girlfriend and and uh, I think it was about three months after that or so my pastor called me I was in the truck that day or my car and uh, he said Glenn uh, you marry outside your race and I replied uh, I was like yes sir he was like because the spirit guided me towards that she's gonna be a a Caucasian lady and uh at that point I was just like I'm gonna bring her to church on Sunday because he had never met her and he didn't even know I was dating at that time either um so once he he met her he affirmed that he pulled me to the side and said uh this is the one don't let it take you too long to get married so you know immediately we got into marriage counseling and and uh went through that for a year for a year and uh we got married in this church at the at the church office at that time um and you know that's that's how we we tied the knot but uh after we got married you know we started serving as group leaders at the church leading different areas of ministry you know, I led a men's Bible study group for, for years and and God was just working a wonder in our lives. And we were married after we were married. You know, I also served the pastor at the church. I wasn't an armor bearer or anything, but, you know, I would like set up his area and, you know, but the place where he sat between services since we were a mobile church, you know, and uh, I would also help serve the armor bearers who were serving him. You know, and I served on the security council. You know, I was just doing all kind of things and serving the church in any capacity I could. So naturally, you know, at this time, I thought I was just going to be a part of that ministry. You know, and God revealed himself to me and asked me to accept the calling. And I was at work this day at this time when he God was just pulling at my gut. And I was just like, hey, what, what do you want me to accept here? And finally, I I had heard that, you know, when you get that, just say yes. So I, I, I said, OK, yes, I, I accept it. And it it stopped, you know. So eventually I just thought, man, I'm, I'm going to get called to ministry, you know, and I'm going to be a pastor or, or someone who teaches at the church. So I, I, I kind of got excited. But God had a different plan for me and, and it didn't work out the way that I thought. Well, after seven years and 11 months at my job and at Kyriakos, uh, remember that word, it's Greek for church, but we'll discuss that later. I received an opportunity in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this happened to happen three weeks after I received a bachelor's degree in uh, technical management, you know, and without influencing my wife to take this position, the spirit had already spoke to her separately, which, you know, I didn't know about until we had a conversation. 
Well, she mentioned to me that she was like, man, I, I wouldn't entertain this job unless they offered you 85000 as a starting salary. And I was like, wow, okay. Well, after negotiating and when it came back, I didn't tell the company the number. Uh, they called me and offered me the position and they said, well, we'll, we'll start you out at eighty-five. So when I told my wife that, we, we packed up and we moved from Fort Worth, Texas to Tulsa, Oklahoma in January of 2016. And uh, my wife actually moved there six months later. Um, but that's a whole different story uh, there. But uh, just because we had to sell the home, but there's a lot of things that happened, you know, that hopefully I'll share that some of that testimony with you later. But uh, once we got here to, to Tulsa, we we were in a rental home and uh, waiting for, you know, a place to be built. And at that point, we started looking for a church and we planned, you know, looking for somewhere to plant ourselves because that's what we had been taught is to be planted in a church somewhere. And, you know, naturally for me, I was actually looking for a church where uh, we had access to the pastor, you know, where I could talk to the pastor or whatever and. You know, uh, just to have access to the man of God and not necessarily God himself. Well, we fell in love with Life Church uh, here in Tulsa. And, you know, but the there was one problem, you know, the, the well, there was a couple of issues. We we weren't accustomed to the uh, the way the worship music was. Uh, it went from more of a, you know, R&B field to a rock field. And that was a little change. And. And then it was also a change for me because I didn't have access to the pastor, you know. So uh, he was actually doing a live service, Pastor Craig, at uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, which is where I was located, you know, where, where he's located, actually. So I had problems transitioning and without, you know, having access and seeing the pastor in person. You know, and I had to learn how to see him on the screen. I had no access and it just felt weird. But at that time, you know, God was working on me and he said, you need to break your dependency on man and focus on hearing my voice. And let it be the one to guide you. Although I I understood this. I didn't know what God wanted me to do. Well. This embarked me on a transformational journey and I became the pretty diligent in becoming a Berean on my quest for understanding the teachings that I encountered. You know, so I started digging into the word and while attending Life Church, my wife and I took on leadership roles in a marriage group and I found myself guiding another men's ministry, which I delve into the word of God from a fresh and different perspective. You know, God surrounded me with individuals that, you know, went to seminary theology school, had degrees uh, locally. And, you know, they were helpful in instructing me on how to study the scriptures through, you know, typology and epistemology and historical context. So I began seeking online teachers and adding depth to the context of the scriptures by studying more and reading more and 
and making them come alive in a way that I yearned and and I never had an opportunity to do that before because I never was taught that way um, and never had no one that had time to, to teach me that. But for the past seven years here in Tulsa, I've been on a mission to study his word and, and God brought me a wealth of knowledge, profound revelations and at times disappointment as I was studying the scriptures and and, and understanding them through the context of like, wow, it's this is not how I was taught, you know. So uh, and this journey led me to, you know, obviously it separated me from friends that I was around a lot. Church members, you know, men, you know, me and my wife up here, we just we've been by ourselves. So it was I would consider this a time of consecration for you know, and the God has just been working on me as a man, you know, a husband and and, and, and all those good things, you know. So um, it's it, it's been very, very, very touching, you know, and then we kind of went through a period where uh, me and my wife, we've been married for for 10 years. And, and we still hadn't had a baby, you know, so uh, we took this time for me to go and check to see if I could see if the problem was me or her because it was cheaper for me to do that. So we did and found out that it was me, you know, and it's like, man, how could that be? You know, I have a son. He's he's 30 now. And uh, here it is. I, I I have no active sperm to to reproduce. But the the issue here was, or the saving grace was, my wife had a vision that she was carrying a baby. So it was like, okay, she had this vision. So we went to go see a fertility doctor, and that doctor was like, well, based on his numbers, and you know, you're you're healthy as a lady. Uh, you know, I think it's probably best for you guys to adopt. You know, and at least think about it, man, and. That was devastating for me to hear because I wanted, you know, I didn't want her vision to be lost. So we talked about it in the car and she was just like, man, but I had a vision that I was carrying and not adoption. Not that there's nothing wrong with adopting. It's just, you know, this was her vision. So we stayed with her vision and I was able to have a surgery where they cut me and find pockets of active sperm and they were able to find it. And we went through two rounds of IVF. And uh, that doctor said, well, we're just going to use everything we have and, and see what happens. And, you know, we had we had an embryo that lasted five days, had a good, decent grade to it. And uh, after the five days, you know, it was a viable uh, embryo so it went for genetic testing came back in great condition so you know next thing you know we go and get get it implanted and next thing you know we have a baby it's 2000 uh in uh, 2020 the day when you know when COVID was just rampant but now she's three years old and uh, she's healthy she's great and her name is Abigail and 
the meaning of her name is a father's joy so you know it's like man all this stuff came full circle you know but uh and then soon after you know a year after she's born we get hit again uh and our family has been battling another faith uh crisis which is uh my wife's been diagnosed with brain cancer, you know, uh, specifically. It's it's I'm going to sound crazy trying to pronounce this, but I'm going to do my best. But uh, mude, uh, it's, uh, med med medulello. <laughs> I see that it's a uh, medulloblastoma, a rare condition with uh, only about 140 adults per year get this. You know, and this journey began of August 24th of 2022. Um, she went under under she went under uh, brain surgery, endured 30 rounds of proton radiation and completed six rounds of chemotherapy. You know, and as uh, about a few weeks ago, our oncologist gave her the great news about that. She's actually in probably about the 80 percentile of survival rate uh, with this cancer. So, you know, throughout this time, we've been experiencing numerous moments, numerous moments where it felt like God, King Jesus was with us every step of the way. You know, the king's been gracious and has supplied every request and need we've had during this journey. And he continues to do so. You know, he utilized this this challenge in our lives to change my focus, change my life to a kingdom one, a kingdom living and into a better citizen for the kingdom and just a better man for my family. You know, and despite the challenges, the one consistent thing that, you know, that's been drawing us near to the kingdom of God is. Is the trials. I know it sounds weird. But how else would you know how to utilize your faith if you never had a reason to depend on God? You know, so our benevolent king who sits on the throne, you know, he's always ready to listen to our petitions and provide for his citizens. You know, and this podcast is dedicated to understanding our rights. You know, utilizing the Bible as our constitution, as the citizens of, of the kingdom of heaven. And understanding this, truly understanding this, it will bring the Bible alive to those who who've been in the ministry for years and, and, and know the Bible. And even for those who don't know the Bible, but, you know, understand that who Jesus was and who he is and understanding the context of kingdom it just it, it it puts a different light on the true context of why he came you know so this journey that we're going to go on it's going to be fascinating you know so for the next for the next episode we kind of want to get started and I just ask you to uh, look up for yourself the term Berean, Ecclesia, 
Ecclesia is Greek term, but it's E-C-C-L-E-S-I-A. And look up the word karyakos. That's K-Y-R-I-A-K-O-S. That's another Greek term. And then we'll discuss that throughout the the next few episodes. But, um, you know, the the schedule for our episodes is going to be weekly. I'm going to attempt to do these uh, every Sunday, you know, and I'm going to keep the format short. So it'll only be about 30 minutes long or so. But uh, that's going to be the format. But I'd like to thank you all so much for for joining me and listening to my story. You know, but before you go, just make sure that you subscribe and and listen to the podcast or subscribe to this podcast and uh, receive the new episodes uh, when they get released. And you can do that right now in the app that you're using. And uh, I'm also increased the formats in different locations. So uh, just be looking for those and I'll, I'll I'll let you guys know when that when that happens. But lastly, just take a minute to leave a message. I would love to read what you think about the show. Uh, Please help me expand the reach by sharing this podcast with friends and family. Uh, We can't get the kingdom message out to the world if we don't share it. But until next week, kingdom citizens, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all.